us. So let me tell you a little bit about Curtis. Curtis grew up, um, his dad, who had a huge influence on my life, long story short, felt called to the mission field and left a huge uh, cattle business and a cutting business of silage in Central California. He went with New Tribes Missions to Columbia, South America, and Curtis was the third child of four at the age of five or six, I believe, that went down there with him. So Curtis grew up in Columbia. He's bilingual, he's bicultural, and uh, he's got it all figured out as far as the Latin countries. Um, I met Curtis uh, when he was in my youth group, believe it or not, when he came back from the mission field. Uh, We went to Multnomah College together, and uh, Bible College, and um, wow, kids. So, hey, we got to be respectful when Curtis comes up, so let's practice now with me, okay? Try to give me your attention. Thanks. So, Curtis and I graduated from Bible college together. Sabine and I were youth pastors in Alaska right afterwards, and this wonderful gal was in our youth group named Jen, who now, long story short, is Curtis's wife back there. Uh, We set him up. It was fun. And... um, He's a missionary from our church. We've support, he's been our first missionary that we supported and really our main missionary we support. So we just want you guys to get to know him. He's going to come up and tell us what he does. And so give him the utmost respect and please give him a hand. Thanks. There you go, buddy. Thanks, Perry. Well, good morning. You know, how y'all doing? That's my Florida side of me, y'all, you know, so you got you a little y'all. Well, it's great to be here. Jen and I, uh, we were here two years ago, and we were hopefully hoping to be here yet last year, but with COVID and all that crazy stuff, we weren't able to come. But it's just fun to be here. We've had a chance to go do some hiking, enjoy Smith Rock and Sun River, and holy moly, you guys got a lot of great food here, a lot of great food. I've been, we've been calling this our foodie fatty vacay um, because there's just been a lot of good places to eat along here. Um, anyways, I don't want to take a lot of time, but I just want to share a little bit about Jen and I and our ministry and, and just kind of what we get to do. Um, I was talking with Philip just a second ago at our table and he was sharing about the results of the mission trip that you guys did two years ago with us at Costa Rica. And he was just kind of sharing the relationships and some of the things that took place on that mission trip that still exist to this day. And that is why we do mission trips. And I think Jesus, as Jesus modeled this with his disciples, one of the cool things we see is what we're seeing right here in this room right now. This is what following Jesus and being a disciple of Jesus is all about. Living in community, serving in community, and sharing together. So when Brett told me this would be happening, he's apologized to me going, man, Curtis, you're not going to have a whole lot of time to share. But I go, that's okay, because this is what it's all about right here. So this is really cool. I'm glad that we get to be a part of this this morning with you guys. So really quick, I just want to share with you guys. I got some pictures to show. It's always better to, you know, pictures speak more than words sometimes. So I'm just going to kind of walk you through a little slideshow and just kind of tell some stories about what we're doing. This is Jen and I. Um, we work with a ministry called Missionary Gospel Fellowship. And our ministry in itself is called the Multiply Project. And you might think, why the Multiply Project? Well, our passion and our calling, since we started doing youth ministry as newlyweds 31 years ago, 
We wanted to multiply disciple making. That's what God called us to do is to be disciple makers. And you know what? All these kids in here that I see, that's where it starts. Yes, you guys are disciple makers. You guys, she's like, what? Don't, don't, don't point at me. But you young people, you kids, you guys are disciple makers. Jesus has called you to disciple people and to share your faith with other people at school, with your friends, on the soccer field. And it starts there. And, and so Jen and I have a heart for that. And we do it in two. We accomplish this two ways. One is through discipling students and adults through short-term missions trips. Now, in this picture here, you see us. We were actually in Brussels, Belgium a couple years ago. We traveled through Europe with about 25 students and leaders by Eurorail, sharing the gospel through cities all over Europe. But while we're doing this, we're discipling these students along the way. And we're teaching them how to share their faith, how to walk with Jesus. Go to the next slide, and I'll kind of just tell you some stories about what God has done through this. This is our last missions trip we were just on in June in Costa Rica, working at another camp that we started working at. And part of our goal in these trips is to build relationships with the people, learn the culture. There, um, our team is learning how to make empanadas, Costa Rican style, in the kitchen. And it's always fun to learn and experience food and culture. Next picture, just to walk through real quick. Um, this is just some of the things that we get to do. At this camp, we were serving, um, doing a work project. Um, a big part of what we do, too, is getting into the Word together every day. We call it soap time. And if you come on a mission ship with us, you'll learn what soap time means. And, but we get into the word every day in small groups and share. And believe it or not, at the end of the trip, students and adults likewise will say that one of the highlights of their week on this mission trip was soap time. And then on the right side, we always want to participate with local churches and ministries. And so we were at a local church getting a chance to share and encourage the people. This has been a tough, tough year and a half for churches all over Central and South America. Um, churches have struggled financially. They've struggled because of COVID and all the mandates. Uh, you think Oregon's got it bad. It's been way worse in a lot of these other countries with just the mandates and some of the things that are happening. So um, I, we need to be praying for the rest of the world and what's happening with all the COVID um, pandemic stuff that's taking place. But um, we get the chance to participate and be a part of a church body. And that's one of the cool things about these mission trips is we get a chance to Go and encourage and support other churches and other people. Next, next slide is um, one of the things that we want to do is we want to help students get a chance and adults experience culture, life, and ministry in these countries. And so we take you out and we want to give people an opportunity to share their faith, to pray for people, to do prayer walks, to really get a chance to experience and engage in their culture. And we try to do that in creative ways and give people opportunities to do that. And you know what's cool is if you look at the life of Christ in Luke, you see Jesus taking his disciples, I call them mini missions trips, where he would take them out and they would go to village to village and he was taking them and teaching them along the way and giving them opportunities to do ministry and engage in people's lives and do things that was completely out of their comfort zone. And that's what it's all about. And in doing that, it impacts both sides. You will come home impacted, but also we are having an impact on the people there. And the next picture is going to be 
Some of the things that we are doing is I do youth ministry training all over Central and South America. And I have been doing this for about 18 years, 19 years, had the privilege of training thousands upon thousands of youth pastors and youth leaders all over Central and South America and in Europe as well. But one of the things is that they don't have any formal training in youth ministry. And so God called Jen and I to go invest our lives in the lives of youth pastors throughout Latin America. And we have just seen God do some amazing things. With COVID, obviously, for the last year and a half, everything has gotten shut down. Have not, I've had to postpone and cancel trips. But you know how God works. It's God doing the work, not me. The picture on my left, your right, I invested this past six months. I've been investing in a ministry from Colombia that I've been partnering in Colombia with. They've moved to Palm Beach, close to where we live, and I've been training and equipping their leadership team in disciple-making and in missions, and it's been an incredible journey this past four to five months working with them and seeing God use me to encourage them in disciple-making in their ministry. So um, I didn't have to go very far, 30 minutes from my house to do this, so ministry's all around us. And so youth ministry training has been exciting. It's been a lot of fun seeing God use me and Jen to equip and train youth leaders. Now, opportunities abound, and we are at a place right now where we're trying to just wait and see, okay, Lord, what's this all going to look like with what's happening with COVID? But we're not going to let that kind of stop us. We're just letting God lead us in the direction that we're supposed to go. And I want to close. I think I have one more picture. Now, this per- picture is an empty swimming pool, and it says... Um, you got to remember it says, yeah, a pool that, the, that needs the Redeemer's church ch- touch. Now, what's the name of this church? Redeemers. Redeemers. So, yes, I'm manipulating you. <laughs> I'm not apologizing for that. I am manipulating you. Those of you who went on the last missions trip, there was a swimming pool involved, wasn't there? And I thought to myself, when I saw this pool, so what happened at this camp we were there, and, the, and, the, and Alfonso, my buddy Alfonso, said, Curtis, there's a swimming pool, but I think it's not working properly. I said, well, hey, you know, I know a little bit about swimming pools. I'll bring some stop leak, and I'll bring some stuff down, and let's see if we can fix it and get it working. So I get down there, and I said, start putting water in the pool. Let's just see if it'll hold water. Well, he got there two days before me, and they had been running water nonstop for two days, and their water was about ankle deep. So right away, yeah, oh, I knew, okay, Alfonso, we got a problem. This, Paul, this pool is not going to hold water. And so one day I was walking around camp taking pictures, and I took a picture of this pool, and I thought, man, I know where this pool needs to, what, in whose hands this pool needs to be into. We need to get the Redeemer's Church to adopt this swimming pool. And so, yes, I am manipulating you. And I'm inviting you to join us on this journey. This was an amazing camp that has a ton of opportunities and potential to impact thousands of young people in the area. So right now, the plan is to start bringing a team to adopt this camp. Um, It's up in the rainforest above San Jose, the capital. Absolutely gorgeous, beautiful place. It's a beautiful camp. And so our hope is to start doing youth ministry training there, but also getting the camp going and taking teams to put on bilingual missions trips at this camp. So that's kind of the vision for the future. But also, as I look at that pool, it's empty. And not to try to spiritualize the pool, but you know what? It's a picture of where our world is at today. We live in a world today that is lost and that is empty, just like that pool. 
And you know, God has called us to go to places where they cannot hold anything. It's like what Jeremiah talks about in Jeremiah chapter 2, where he said that Israel, what they did is Israel tried to dig their own cisterns, cisterns that were empty, that would crack, that would not hold water. And we live in a world today that is that same picture of that pool. They're empty. They're trying to fill their lives with everything but Jesus. Jesus is the wellspring of life. He is the fountain of life, of living water. And we have an opportunity as followers of Jesus Christ to take the gospel message, and that's what a missionary does. And we all can do this, take that gospel message to people that are trying to fill their lives with other things other than Christ. We have the truth. We have the hope. It's about taking it to them. Um, so thanks for letting us come and share. And I want to invite you to join us. Um, pray for us. Pray for the ministry. And I want to close with this. You might be asking, how can I be involved in missions right now where I'm seated? Um, there's two things you could do. One is pray. And I want to tell you about, and I'll, I'll let um, Michael and Brett know about this later, and they can post it later, but there's a couple apps that you can put on your phone, and you can pray daily, daily for the world. One of them is called Unreached People, and, and another one is another prayer app um, that you could use to pray for the world. This is something I do daily. I pray for the world with these prayer apps. And I will get those to, to Brett and Michael so they can put them on, on, on the screen for you later and you guys can see these. Um, I meant to do that and I forgot to do that. And that's one thing. But the other one is engage with people right around you. Build relationships with people right around you. You don't even have to always share the gospel, but just letting them see the love of Christ to your life. Strike up those conversations and let God take them where he may. But that's two things that you could do right here in your own backyard where you are to live out missionally. Um, I want to say thank you so much for letting us share. I'm going to give the mic back to Perry. And you guys have a great rest of the morning. Who's ready to go to Costa Rica? (laughs) Yeah. So not even premature. We try to take a team every other year. Again, you know, we got slowed down with everything, but uh, we're hoping 2022 we'll be able to take a team sometime in 2022 um, if things will open up and we can go again. And uh, a lot of you didn't know, but we did build a swim pool at another camp. Yeah, we got a grant and we were able to build it at a different camp. So that's sort of why the Redeemer swim pool thing's going on. But pray about that if you want to be part of that. And um, it's it's a really cool trip. That's all I can say. And it's life changing. And Kids, you're not even going to believe this, kids. The store is open. We got about 10 minutes before Kaylin comes up. Please eat more food, and then she'll be up here in about 10 minutes. And the store, what? Three through five. First. Three through five-year-olds first. I'm so glad I have a coach. Yes, three through five-year-olds first. So go to the store if you're three through five. Six-year-olds, we're going to have to take your ID and your temperature if you think you're going to go down early. All right, thanks. Thanks.